0: Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, faith conversations in the mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore.
1: Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for joining us for another week of hot takes, questions, and games. That's our, that's our new slogan, hot right? Hot takes, questions, hot and, and games. games. That's right. How you doing, James Ross?
0: Uh, do I have to give you a hot take, a question? Yeah, hot take. Game about hot, <laughs> How you doing? Uh, What's I'm your good. hot take? I'm good, man. It's Cooling off. Yes, praise Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, this area, this time of year, is a little little sliver of heaven, minus it, you know potential hurricanes. Yeah, you know, that, but, that part kind of. But the weather know, not, is going to the humidity, heaven, living. It's just, it's amazing. Love yeah, it. Yes. Yeah,
0: yes, yeah. It's been, it's, it's been good. It, it, it is. I'm feeling like we we've discussed before that like December and May mm-hmm. are crazy, but I'm actually starting to feel like there's more months that are creeping into that crazy level yeah. uh just with kids activities and all mm-hmm. that stuff and church i mean just but it's so good like i'm really privileged to be a part of the things i'm a part of you yeah. know so uh but also uh it gets a little tiring so yeah how there's you doing,
1: times, i'm about the same you know <laughs> it's like yeah it's gonna slow no it's not it's gonna yeah. slow no it's not but you know ultimately we're in charge of our calendars for the most part, and so it's like we decide what's we'll going we'll on, what is getting on there. So we're trying to intentionally carve out time to rest. And, Except for I keep texting you and saying, "Hey, can you do, do this? it, do
0: can it, do it." Uh, it's all good though.
1: It really is. Good. It is good, like you said. You know, kids sports, church stuff. It is. It's just great to be where we are, like recognizing God's places where we are because he's in control and yeah. he wants us to serve him where we are. So that's what we're trying to do. That's good, man. Um, man so hey, serious and you know, real you know, it just, you know, I'm just feeling it today. So, yeah. um, hey, we're going to uh, dive in, uh, really following up the past two weeks of teaching in this series we are this. doing. It is finished, but it's not over. Uh, and the gospel of Mark and the first week uh, really talking about um, this beautiful story of a woman who lavishes this expensive oil on Jesus's feet and how it was viewed as wasteful, but it was worshipful. And then this past week as you, you, Talked about really. another beautiful story. Uh, Judas's betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not as beautiful. Not as
0: beautiful, but God but in it is beautiful the
1: roots yeah. are there. So, really, on the heels of those two weeks, talking this morning, uh this morning, it's actually afternoon we're recording this, but I'm just my mind's on Sunday morning. Uh, we're talking today really about um money you, and materialism. You, because oh, you see
0: so many people on Sunday morning have a hard time not saying like like good morning to rate people. Like if you morning, see them like morning, at a completely morning. different time. The like, worst
1: is if we're here like for Sunday night stuff for yeah. prayer nights.
0: I'm like, hey morning. Oh wait, it's five yeah, it's o'clock. 5 PM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that anyway, that happens. People so, do that to me all the time. I'm like, they associate me with one hour of their week. That's right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you're unless like, you're a boggy talker. I'm much more than that. And though. then we are more than that. That's right. We are you we, know, are, we are BFFs. So that anyway. Nothing to do with that. So we're
1: talking about <laughs> materialism. Uh, And money. Um, money. And no one has opinions about this. And we've talked about this a few times, but really on the heels of the past two weeks of teaching. um, Mm, Yeah. uh, How do we as Christians live here and now with an eternal perspective when it comes to our money? Because it's the title of our series. It, it is finished, but it is not over. Uh, It's really how do we live um, with this mentality of we know eternity is real and true. Uh, We are here right now living, what do we do uh, and
0: how do we live? So I'm still a little salty that you didn't let us name the series. It is finished, but it ain't over. But it ain't. You know, I figured we would probably but get a lot ain't. of text. But,
1: but it ain't. But it ain't. <laughs> but it
0: ain't. I mean, our boggy people would be totally fine we with that. We can make us all. We can write It's a song all you Yankees moving in right. Niceville. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> make right. us you know, you uppity here.
1: Oh, man, we got to use proper English. That's right. Got to be right. <laughs> I mean, is ain't in the dictionary? I think it is. I think is it is it? now. Yeah. So, so, it, so it is I guess proper
0: it's proper So It ain't. It is. It ain't. Yeah, we is, just deconstruct. What's yeah. the English language? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, flipping over. Yeah, trickles. I think. I mean, obviously, we have talked, and you can go back and listen uh, about the whole idea of stewardship before on Boggy Talk and in sermons. So I don't know that we want to belabor that point. But I think. I think really, a couple of weeks ago, the text really dealt, and really both weeks dealt with the the real issue of Judas and the fact that he had greed in his heart, mm. and ultimately for Judas that meant he stopped following jesus and and i think that throughout the scriptures we do see like our view of money is a heart issue and i think we try to soften that you know uh and i think a lot of pastors are softening that to keep people listening because they know like that's a hard place to start but i mean it's just, it's a truth. Jesus himself said, you know, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I mean, he's speaking very clearly to what people do with their money.
1: Yeah, and it's it's important what we do to our money because it's revealing. You know, you you can follow the trail of how we spend our money and you can really tell where our priorities are. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I was just reading, you talked about greed and I, in preparation for our life group, you know, we we're tracking with the Bible reading plan and second Peter Chapter two. He the whole whole of chapter two is about these false teachers, and he identifies two key areas that false teachers are they're wrong. Mm-hmm. But the sinful heart. Mm-hmm. He talks about their mm-hmm. sensuality and their greed. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be like, yeah, those greedy teachers who just want more money. But mm-hmm. really, it's like, it's greedy Christians who want more, want more money as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, because people
0: are buying into yeah. prosperity teaching even then.
1: Yes, even then. So this prosperity teaching is not a new, it's not a, just a, a Western American 20th, 21st century thing. its yeah. It's been an issue since, I mean, well, Peter was there so right. <laughs> since yeah. the zeros, you know? Right. Um, and I think like it is so telling because ultimately, you know, the Bible says, you know, we can't serve of God in money. We can't have two masters. There's Mm -hmm. so many, there's so Mm -hmm. much scripture about money. And I think, you know, it is Jesus himself talks about money a good bit. Um, And it really is telling because what else has the potential to be a false God, right? Like money. Yeah. Because money offers a lot of false security. Uh, it, it basically, I think money has the ability, uh, like other things do, but money in a very unique way has the ability to, for Christians and for non Christians, but for Christians specifically, to take our eyes off of what is eternal yeah. and put it on what is temporary.
0: And so, you know, this is why when we talk about disciplines or rhythms of the Christian community, They're important, you know, corporate Mm -hmm. worship is important because, you know, obviously all these things prescribed for us in the Bible, but what the Bible is showing us and what we see is that it aligns our heart when we gather together for corporate worship. So really, even if our life is frantic and busy, the answer is not pulling away from corporate worship, it's regularly being a part of it. And so giving sacrificially or tithing, if you Mm -hmm. want to use that phrase, is another thing that, you know, what we're talking about really is very theoretical. And when we make this a part of our practices, our rhythms, tithing, giving regularly to the church, it is putting our heart in line with where we say it wants to be. We want it to be. So, like I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, giving, uh, being a good steward and being a worshipper is is much more than giving regularly, sacrificially to the church, but it's not less than that. Right. And I do think that you're able to keep this argument theoretical and not do that, and people's objection to doing that is because that's so trackable and so clear in their own mind, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can say, I'm not really greedy, (laughs) but this is, but do you do this thing? Why don't you do this thing? When we begin to talk about why you don't do this thing, uh, the abundance heart of the mouth speaks, I begin to hear, Materialism, greed, those kind of things.
1: Absolutely. So, so past. I got a question for you. Oh man.
0: Oh, so uh, you Another know one of those Yankees that don't <laughs> say. Right. You know, I guess I, that's what that voice uh, is. I,
1: I'm not as good at voices as Lewis Miller, our, no, our no. He just has great voices. Yeah, he preached yeah. here a few months ago, and he just. I'm always like, how many voices is he going to do? So I just
0: love that your usual antagonistic voice is, is that New a, Jersey, yeah, because
1: I don't know, a
0: you, like, <laughs> okay. you, <laughs> you don't know anyone who talks like that. I can't so that's really you talk. That, yeah, but
1: I don't want to sound like an old lady or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so if someone was to come and say, uh, <laughs> I give, I give to this and I give yeah. to that. So I give, why do I, why should I give to the local church? Why do I, why are you, why are you always asking me to give to church?
0: Yeah, uh, because aren't Jesus. you? aren't you benefiting from this pastor? Yeah, because uh, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Affirmed the old Testament. And so the practice of the old Testament is something we look at and say, what does that mean for the new Testament? And then the, you know, apostle Paul, uh, and other, uh, you know, new Testament writers showed it being practiced through, uh, sacrificial, regular giving to the local church. And so, because that's how, I mean, the scriptures are authority. So mm-hmm. if that's your authority, I would say, that's what you're called to do. And there was a high degree of accountability yeah. in the Bible days, in the early church days. So like today, you're probably not even going to be held accountable to that. Um, but but that's just it. And and really what I have said to many people is show me any evidence that it's otherwise. Yeah. And there is none. Mm-hmm. Like, so now the burden of proof is on you there. Now I'll, I'll say this, you know, I get the critiques of how the American church spends money. I mean, yeah. th- there is validity in that. And even in our church, who I think does not spend in excess on very many things. I mean, you might be able to make a point that we do on some things. I don't know. But I, there's still a tension there because it just costs so much to operate. And so that's a tension we cannot just fully let go into saying, well, we're going to do whatever it takes to keep the machine going. You know, I think that, and like I said, the past couple of weeks, it's it's both in it. It's, it's right. both, we're giving to God to fuel the mission of the church to take care of those who are serving called to s- serve the church and mm-hmm. and the responsibilities of the church and all those things and we're meeting the needs around us. It, it is both and. Right. I think it goes back to like this is a collective thing and we
1: like God calls us to obedience but also like you know we get to do this and and God has chosen the church to be the vehicle that he takes the gospel to the nations, to the world and and that takes resources. Uh, yeah. And so that is another reason that I asked that because that I mean, I think that's something people think a lot of times. Yeah. It's like, why do I have to give the church? They just want more money. And it's like, yeah. well, so going back to the accountability thing, <laughs> I think, you know, we as a church, really yeah. want to be uh, transparent in all of finances and how we spend things. And yeah. so you can, you know, see those reports and, you know, you have access to all that as a church member, but there there is this aspect of like, we are called to be stewards. And as mm-hmm. church leaders, we are called to steward this well. Uh, and to really, um, really to just say, Lord, none of this is ours. This church isn't ours. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we use Mm -hmm. this for for your kingdom, for your glory? And, you know, I think as a church, as a collective people, we want to be generous. We Mm -hmm. want to be generous to our community. We want to be generous to the nations. And I think, you know, if we just took the perspective of if everyone just did their part, not even did like extra and above, if everyone just did their part, like, what would be possible? It would be yeah, amazing. right. You know, and I think our New Hope for the Future team that uh, they did some giving testimonies uh, mm-hmm. the past few weeks. And that was a theme was of all of them. Like you just And these are people who are church members who are just saying,
0: hey, we- They're normal we, people. They're, they're not normal. freaks like us. <laughs> That's right. They're not freaks And like uh, they're
1: just like saying, hey, what would be possible? Well, I think we'd reach our goals. You know, yeah, our goal to be right. to give more towards missions and ministries, to be giving- 50% of that, like yeah. that would be achievable. And I think what happens is when we start asking questions like that, like mm-hmm. what we're saying is I want to be in control of mm-hmm. everything. And none of us really is yeah. in control of
0: everything. Yeah. I think ultimately, like if I were talking to an individual and I'm trying to remove myself from it, and I, and I have been able to do that many times because I'm talking to someone who doesn't go to our church, you know, it's, it, it's, it's about you and your heart before the Lord and, you know, Ultimately, I think you settle that and you start giving consistently, sacrificially to the Lord uh, through the local church. And then once you've got that in place, you're able to see clearly about how the church should be spending money and to speak into that. And so I I, I do think, you know, it really has to start right there. Man, my vision, it's not probably ever going to happen, but, you know, whenever they're taking up funds for the tabernacle in the Old Testament, um, they... Moses tells them to give what they're decided to give in their heart, which is kind of where Paul's talking mm-hmm. from in 2 Corinthians 9 as well. And they give so much that Moses or I can't remember if Moses or Aaron and them, they're like, hey, actually, can you guys stop giving? Because we don't know what to do with all that you're giving. And I'm like, wouldn't that just be so amazing? Like, not because I want to do all these cool things. Like, just if the generosity of people was so much that we're like, mm-hmm. wow, like we really don't know what to do with all this. Yeah. like." Man, look at the hearts of people. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Anyway,
1: yeah. It, like, if generosity was just a reflex, yeah. you know, I think yeah. that's where we want to be as Christians. It shouldn't be. I mean, so I think there's times when we're faced with opportunities to give, and we do. Like, we maybe maybe we don't know right away yeah. if we should or should not, and so we yeah. pray, and the Lord does like through the Holy Spirit give us wisdom or give us discernment about yeah. whether to give or not, or or how much yeah. to give. You know, um, but wouldn't it be awesome if our just our reflex was like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and also we do the practical things of getting ourselves financially into a position where we are able to do yeah. that, you
0: know. Yeah. getting a little boggy, you know, I, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago I said like I don't think I said it all three sermons, but I was talking about how like sometimes I wish that I could just like do something else for a living and still preach, like, mm-hmm. you know. And really the reason why is so that, like, when I have this conversation, people wouldn't second-guess my intentions. Because, like, I want... I don't want anything from somebody. I want something for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know... But I think there's just a natural narrative to think otherwise. And so, like, you know... and, And I would just say, ultimately, you know, God clearly doesn't need anything from you. He wants something for you. And so right. that's why he invites you to this. I don't really have anything else to say. Let me rephrase that. I have a gazillion <laughs> other things to say that, but I think I've wrapped it up. You want to yeah. close this topic? Yeah. I course? mean, I
1: think you're hitting it right on in that um, as a pastor specifically, it, it does. There's times that you just feel a little awkward, but yeah. not because you're not confident in what you believe in this, it's particularly with money, but it is that like you're just already thinking the, We're the a little objections. That, We're a little yeah, insecure, it's right? okay. We're yeah. a like, <laughs> but you're already thinking through the things that people are, might be thinking, or the objections that you've heard, or people have said, and you're just like, okay, I really like, I, I just want you to experience like God's blessing in this, not yeah. you know, like that He just He is able to meet every need. So, mm-hmm. um, I just would encourage you, if again, if you're not there, just just try. <laughs>
0: like, I mean, just obey. I guess she, hey, to say. she did what she could, man. Yeah. Wasn't that pow- powerful? Oh, yes. Yeah. Jesus I, said that. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> she yeah. said she did what she could. Like, yeah. that's what he praised Mary. Yeah. For. Do what yeah. you can.
1: Absolutely. Well, hey, well that, um, if you've got questions about, uh, you know, stewardship, finances, all those things, let us know. Uh, but that actually takes us. I know into, clearly someone
0: has questions. Uh, two questions that we've
1: actually <laughs> received is this, is then, uh, so two questions. First is this. Should Christians desire to be successful? That's a good question. I think I'll I'll start because I think I'll start by saying I think where this is coming from is like Christians are called to we 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 should have a posture of humility Mm -hmm. and we should have a posture of putting others before ourselves and being a posture yours is way better because I'm in the sinking chair if anybody watching has noticed I have like had to adjust this chair about seven times I'm a good six two but I
0: look (laughs) six foot all the time because of my posture
1: so. I'm sitting up straight in hopes that I'm somehow trying, I'm like balancing okay. the chair and not sink anymore.
0: You. you are successfully <laughs> right. sitting in that chair. Thank you. Successfully. Successfully. Uh,
1: so we posture ourselves in humility, putting others before ourselves. So, why? So, I think that's probably the, the posture this is coming from is this place of humility. And is it so? I think there's different kinds of success. If you're thinking of success and like, I want to be successful so that I have power, no. You shouldn't, unless you, if you're saying I, God continues to give me influence and he's mm-hmm. making me successful mm-hmm. because he's putting me in places of influence. Like he's, I'm an
0: influencer with my with Stanley, your Stanley yeah.
1: mug, right? Or I don't know, that's not a mug. What do you call this thing? A water tower? tumbler. <laughs> a water tumbler, not jar. a jar tower. I said a water tower. Anyway. Anyway. Um, I, I have water today too, but it's not quite as, as no, big as yours. No, it's not. A little more modest, you know. Um <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> but okay. I think in this position of, <laughs> hey, if, if God is putting you in places where you can be an influence, where you can leverage the gifts and talents yeah. He's given you for His kingdom, yeah, we should be hard workers. Yeah. And you know, not that every time we work hard, if we work hard all our lives, we're gonna be quote unquote successful, but there usually is fruit from hard work. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. if God's Putting you in positions of this, I think, where we err as we say, God's just blessing me so I can. And the, and the subtext is this is like, and that's where it stops. Like, he's just blessing me. Mm. He's just blessing me. me. Well, yeah, he is. Why is he doing Why? that? He is blessing mm. you to be a blessing. So mm. steward mm. that well. Mm. So it is perfectly fine to desire, mm. like go after it. I mean, not to the sacrifice of your family, not to the sacrifice of relationships, not the sacrifice of integrity or you know your work and ministry through the church, but go after it. Seek to be fruitful. Uh, seek to be successful with the right motive
0: yeah I mean, that was good. I don't know that I have a lot to add to that in terms of teaching. I would just say some things that you know has worked out in my heart because uh, I am naturally or or I learned to be driven. yeah, and really a lot of my sanctification over the last fifteen to twenty years in my pursuit of Christ has been just God kind of. We, so, so I think I may have said this before on Boggy Talk. I'm not sure. But like, basically like I, when I became a pastor, like I wanted to succeed and, you know, I don't know what that all means, but so you could uh, retweet your own quotes, <laughs> retweet my own own <laughs> pictures. Right. Yeah, oh, oh gosh. But you know, then the Lord kind of like broke me and humbled me, and I almost like leaned away from anything about myself that was driven. And I think the Lord slowly like built me back up and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, some of these things I made in you to be yeah. like this." I, I think that uh, I have the goal of of being content, but never complacent. So like just really content and whatever the Lord would bring about for me, but also never complacent with like things not working or things not going well. And you know, something I always say, uh, I think we said this last boggy talk is numbers start a conversation. They don't end the conversation. And I misquoted it last. Yeah, (laughs) but you corrected yourself. (laughs) So you wanted to be successful. That's right. (laughs) Uh, So I think like, you know, evaluating, but also like not tying our worth to, you know, whether our bank accounts going higher or, Mm. you know, whatever it may be. I think that's an important thing, But yeah, I mean, we should want to do everything we do with all our heart to the glory of God, Colossians 3, 23. But then 24 says, knowing it's from him, we receive the reward. I think that's the key. What is the reward we're looking for? Like, if you're a great athlete... Go for it, Mm -hmm. but is the reward the money and the accolades that come with athleticism, or using whatever that brings to point people to Christ? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a great leader, like use that to influence others. But are you looking for the fame, or are you looking for the reward? I think ultimately we have to continually check our hearts, especially as driven types, and ask, "What is the reward I'm seeking?"
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, but yeah, be successful. I mean, I think of successful people that I know who are Christians, and I think many of them, and I can think of many examples of how they leverage that for the kingdom and to serve others. They they view it yeah. themselves as stewards of what God's blessed them with. And yeah. so they seek. Now they just, they don't just serve. Like they actually seek out opportunities right. to use that. And yeah. I would say, what are you, how are you doing that?
0: That would be a good question for you. Like, how are you serving where you're not in charge and you're not getting recognized? Because like, we're mm-hmm. Christ-like when we're doing that. And there's some things in my life that I do. I serve just because, you know what? this is good for my soul yeah you know and I think uh because we're in positions where we typically you know we often get recognized mm-hmm. you know we're in front of people every week so like I want to serve in some ways that I'm not getting recognized and then you know I think also always putting the spotlight on other people yeah uh is really good because mm-hmm. really that's what Christ who deserves yeah. the spotlight on him did by mm-hmm. you know dying for us so mm-hmm. anyway
1: yeah that's good well uh I think uh, if you got any more need more clarity on that feel free to to follow it up with another question so let's ask this next question, which ties back to what we were talking about earlier with money. Uh, Should pastors be paid? Yes, a lot. Thank you. End of conversation. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining
0: us. (laughs) Should we bring Christy Ross and Christy Wyatt on here to answer those questions?
1: Oh man, we were actually talking about our budget like this yeah. morning as we were going over. It was like, yeah, so this, this, our power bill was this much this week, so or this month. So uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean there is biblical precedent, I think, for those who I can't
0: believe that million dollar signing bonus we gave you has <laughs> <when> you've used <laughs> oh, <right>. it already. <laughs>
1: Dude. That is a joke. joke that joke. is a joke. Don't take it out of context. Yes, this isn't Hillsong. <laughs> oh man, so I think. <laughs> <laughs> that what you just said is a reason that yes, people ask right, that question right, because yeah. what is seen often is there are many yeah. pastors and influencers, Christian celebrities who do live lavish lifestyles and okay, so then you could you could fight back and say okay, well, you know what about pastors in countries where they don't have mm-hmm. as much and yeah you know, I okay I understand and you define lavish I mean yeah you should. It gets boggy. It does. And, you know, it comes back to, you know, we are called to be stewards for our family, like the the monies we receive and be faithful with that, but also as shepherds of the church, like to be examples of yeah. how we do that. Um, and no matter what we do, like I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to think like that was too much or they shouldn't have spent. But honestly, I'm like, you can't, you can't.
0: We. I, I was just talking about this with a church member the other day, just because you know our our budget process is happening and there's things happening which I don't make decisions about. But um and I purposely stayed away from a couple conversations just because I'm like, you know what, I don't even want there to be the accusation that I said anything about that. But we're saying like, if people find out like what a pastor makes, it's like there'll be people who are like, I can't believe it. He shouldn't be making anywhere near that. And there'll be people who'd be, people who'd be like. They deserve so much more. It's just like all over the place. Yeah, I would just say that the Bible does certainly mm-hmm. instruct the church to take care of those who labor, especially in preaching and teaching. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> you are a teacher, yeah, Justin. Right. So and then, uh, then uh, you know Paul even talks about he makes tents, but he's also hoping he doesn't have to. You know, right. so that he can mm-hmm. do the the thing that God's called him to do. So uh, certainly the Bible shows us this as this model. I think as a member of a church, any church, you. Should hope that your pastoral staff, and so you shouldn't take on too many pastors if you can't afford it, is making at least about what the average family is making in your area. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like or, around that. And that slides based on age and experience and all that. I do think that where it gets a little complicated, a little boggy, and that's mm-hmm. when you need councils and groups making these decisions um, and leaning on expert advice from outside is like, you know, the church is bigger and there's a lot of responsibility, and there's job demands, and all those things. And so it just gets a little complicated there uh because like you know i mean we think about I, I, so i don't make our personnel decisions really any of them but i'm mm-hmm. heavily involved in them uh and uh you know we think about you know for our staff like hey if this person left because you know wherever how much would be sure you know what i mean like what would it cost to replace them and um you know, what do they bring to the table that, that helps us? And, and, you know, there's people, I would just say, if you don't like getting involved in those conversations, then don't. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, if you do, um, then do, you know, I can be, you you can be at our church. We're always looking for personnel team members and stewardship Mm -hmm. team members. So like, if you really have a want to be engaged in those mm-hmm. like please do um but if not you know then just trust in those groups of people but i would be wary of churches where there isn't like lay leadership involved in those decisions right and there's
1: not yet yeah, because there's a <laughs> level of accountability yeah. both on on both ends so that they're so that staff aren't on one end, taken advantage of. Right. And then two, the staff aren't taking advantage of the church because both of those right. can very easily happen. And um, I've seen both and yeah. don't want to be in either situation. Uh, and I think that is exactly right. Like lay leadership in this is is key. Yeah. Uh, those who who are gifted in this area. So I think,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I would just say our church is very transparent about this kind of information and so uh I think that's good practice. I understand why some churches, you know, exercise a little more uh discretion, but you know, ultimately I feel like if the, if the information's valid and transparent then then you're in a good shape.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think you can you can mostly especially like in our community and in our size church like you can You can't always tell, but you get a pretty good idea if like there's just lavishness going on, you know, where yeah. you could hide behind some of that in a, in a larger city you know, staff can hide behind, you know, a little bit more anonymity, you know, but I mean, you like kinda- when Michael
0: Van Zandt brought out a fifth color polo into the circulation, <laughs> we were like, Oh, Oh, man. oh. <laughs> I don't know how to think about that joke, but I hope it stays. I hope it stays. It's really funny. The people who know Michael just busted if they were drinking something in right. their car. And he will laugh.
1: <laughs> Michael will have when he hears it, too. <laughs> All so
0: right. Funny. Should we transition to the I game? I think so. Okay. Let's game it up, buddy. <laughs> All right. So thinking about what we were talking about, <laughs> I decided to play uh, basically a, a version of The Price is Right. Oh, I love that so, game. A uh, game show, I should say. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell you something that is ease if you want to use that. Okay. And you're going to tell me what you think it costs. And I'll tell you if you want. I'll tell you the price. Man,
1: it's pricey. I thought we were going to play Plinko or something. But, you know, I'm not that (laughs) – I didn't have that much
0: time. But um, if you go – here's the goal. There's 10. So you have to – go you have to stay under an okay six but you can't be like highest retail price without going over yeah yeah there you go <laughs> that's so, what they say okay oh, the price is so right. what actually prompted this is i saw that the gaithers <laughs> are having one of their famous cruises again oh wow first post-covid Man, cruise it's the gaither homecoming alaska cruise Woo! it's it's seven nights what is the cheapest per for one person uh, to go on this Gaither homecoming Alaska cruise for the week
1: okay so I'm trying to get as high, as close to the mark without going over yeah um and this is not what I would pay <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that would be this like is... <laughs> nine dollars
1: um okay for one person so I don't know cruise prices really well seven nine, okay it's Alaska so that uh I'm gonna say 11.99.
0: You went higher than I would have thought, but you are still much under sixteen ninety-eight. What? A thousand six hundred ninety-eight. You could go on a last cruise for a week for like four or five hundred bucks. That's in like the you're basically sleeping with a staff. Yeah,
1: like aren't cruises way cheaper than that? Like can you just go on a cruise but, but down, Guy Penrod isn't down, on them. <laughs> download some Gaither music and listen to it. Michael Phelps isn't on them. And right, Michael I mean, Fe- No, not no. Michael Phelps. Uh, <laughs> David Phelps. David Phelps. No, that okay. dude can sing. But I honestly, just listen. He can sing. Just listen to them and then give that extra $1,000 away. Okay. There here, you go. Here,
0: here's... <laughs> Here. That's true. Wait, so it costs 698 bucks to buy their album? You said listen to No, them. I mean uh, you, and, yeah, you yeah. can still go on a cruise. Oh, oh, oh I got it. Yes, yes, <laughs> you can yes, still you're go right. on a cruise, you're right? Go on a cruise and just blast. <laughs> and just blast everywhere gaither. you go. Take a Bluetooth speaker by the pool. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm trying to make sure you're not cheating here. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. All right. So this is a little more spiritual. Ooh. The cheapest stone from jerusalem oh. on ebay right now is going for what price <laughs> they sell us. yes <laughs> like how and do it you actually know? might be from some dude in north georgia's backyard I, i'm but sure it is i'm just it like it says it's a stone from jerusalem and how do you know it's like and why do you want to buy that but anyway go for it
1: and how do you not know it's just like from a building they demoed like <laughs> <that's> <laughs>
0: last week <right. laughs> <laughs> that's true a stone how big is the stone it's just a rock yeah it's like mm-hmm. pink it's like this you know like tiny like 25 bucks. No, $6.75. Oh, okay. Whew. You way oh, overestimated. Well, I would I would never buy
1: that. So yeah. I just kind of figured something from Jerusalem is going to be a lot.
0: And shipping would be that much. They're still selling modest is hottest t-shirts. <laughs> no, stop making those. What's the retail price of the typical modest is hottest t-shirt?
1: Oh uh, man, it's gotta be some store that's just. Hopefully they're just selling it to be retroly bad. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so I'm gonna say it's probably current. Like I'm gonna go with 14.95.
0: Dude, man, you underestimate post COVID prices. <laughs> it's 19.99. Oh, that was that hottest. was my
1: first thought, but I thought it can't be that much. Yeah, uh, and I yeah. am bad with post COVID prices because every okay. I'm I'm at that age of like I go to the store I'm like I
0: remember when this I'm already there. Speaking of retro. <laughs> How much would it cost for you to get your hands?
1: <laughs> no, you can't even say it. Your <laughs> hands no.
0: on a six pack of Evangia cubes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're not, they should Can you g- explain what an Evangia cube oh, is? Oh, man. You-
1: Evangia cube is like, so, I mean, I think. <laughs> Now, cross culturally, it might be a decent way, but it's basically a cube that you just, it's like a transformer. It just keeps unfolding and you use it to tell the gospel story and it has pictures every way you unfold it. And
0: yeah, you just, there was also the giant one. Did you ever see the giant ones? ones? Yes.
1: Oh man. So a six pack. Uh, you think the
0: deconstruction movement just like smashed all the Avenger cubes? That's I, why they're a little I, pricey. So,
1: uh, six so pack I think of those tiny cubes. Six pack. So this is the value pack. So there's <laughs> yes, got to be a little it discount. Is. <laughs> it's cheaper <laughs> than just buying one. Yeah. Um, so if they were, uh, I'm going to go with, Forty nine
0: ninety nine. Man, only thirty four oh, ninety nine. Eh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I overestimated the value. I just was like, man, they're okay. We're gonna get into a little bit of
0: a uh, prosperity gospel oh. stuff here. Okay. So the seven hundred club <laughs> has what's called the founders club. Oh no. And that's the level of, and they even call mm. it tithing, which is just Ooh, blasphemy. that's not,
1: the but uh, maybe
0: blasphemy strong, but bad mm. is better. They have the Founders Club. To be church. a member of the Founders Club, you have to give at least this amount of money per year.
1: Dude, well, I know 700 Club isn't playing around with their money. I mean, they kind of – with the money they're asking people to give, I should say. Yeah. Uh, the amounts of money. So, Founders Club, that sounds like top level. Like That sounds like you're in the ground floor. So, I'm thinking it's a top-tier level. I'm gonna go with ten thousand dollars.
0: Oh, man! That might have been what it was before Pat Robertson lost his mind, but now it's only five thousand dollars. Oh, okay. There's a story on their (laughs) website that says from floundering to founder. Oh, like and really, yeah, that's like the win. That should be a woman who started who started giving to the Seven Hundred Club, and mm, the Lord worked miracles in her life. Man, is that all it takes? That's all it takes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, speaking not doing well here. How much did it cost for Lakewood church to move into the compact center, renovation oh. and purchase price and all? And this is, remember, about 15 years ago or so, uh, 20
1: years ago. I feel like I used to know this, but I don't remember. So I'm going with $10 million.
0: So they purchased it. Well, they first started with a lease for $11 million, and then they ended up buying it for another seven million, and they spent a hundred million dollars.
1: What? Oh my god! So one
0: hundred and nineteen point yeah. three million dollars about twenty years ago is how much? Oh wow! Spent I was way off. One hundred and nineteen into.
1: million dollars. Yes. <sighs>
0: Yeah. I'm like, yeah. can you just imagine all? Which the I mean games? isn't that bad for you know a former basketball <laughs> arena?
1: <laughs> that, I'm just like, what the pressure? See, okay, this takes us back to several. I mean, that's just the pressure to perform because you got to fill those seats to pay those bills, and you got to constantly up the game. Man, that. But if
0: you have the smile that Joel <laughs> Osteen has,
1: <laughs> you know I don't have that smile because yeah. yeah, my mm, yeah, lips aren't know. big enough. I know.
0: Okay. All right. So. There's a comp conference in uh, Chicago called the Life Surge. It's a one day conference, just from eight o'clock in the morning until five o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you can go there for you know not that much, ninety nine bucks, okay. or or you can get the ultimate experience Ooh, at a Christian ba- conference, which means you get the best seats. The digital program booklet, free parking, a keepsake wristband, Chick Fil A lunch, the VIP lounge access, where you get to meet and have photos with Tim Tebow, Willie Robertson, Whoa. Priscilla Shire, and Nick. However, you say his last name, the guy with no arms. Uh, that did sound oh. mean, but <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> so sensitive. I know you're yeah. about. Uh, you network and have coffee from seven to eight. You have a VIP after party with the speakers. Oh, you get word. a lanyard and you get a Willie Robertson duck call that has been signed. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story. I have a Willie Robertson duck call
1: that's been signed. Oh man, because he was a guest at the uh, Rocky Value uh, like Christian School Gala they did, and so oh we yeah, had, someone yeah. gave us the access to that, and uh, I'm saving it. Yeah, to my brother. For his for Christmas because yeah, oh, uh, he will never he listen, doesn't listen he to not How so, much does that cost, man? That is crazy. Uh so $90 for that one day, that's gotta be. I mean, all that stuff. I mean,
0: $499. $998. No, you're kidding me. I no. almost said that, but I thought there's no way. Yeah. Think about this Christian concert, and people are like <sighs> paying a thousand dollars to be this VIP. Anyway, I, what do you think Jesus would do? yeah okay. you know so with that in mind he'd be like it's free y'all now with that in mind okay you can go to an elevation church oh. wor- concert even though worship whatever you want to call it but if you want to have premium seats and have a vip meet and greet with steven furtick mm. how much does that cost this is like coming up next month
1: no with the, so the tickets are probably way more than they should be i'm sure the so music's fine uh music's good uh, concert, uh, all that. Uh, I'm also like, why would you want to do know, that? Right, why right. would you? Uh, I mean, uh, three ninety nine, six hundred and forty eight dollars. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine someone paying money to meet you? Yet alone six hundred and ninety nine. Six forty eight. No, sorry. Six forty eight. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a discount.
0: Also, I meant to tell you, the ultimate experience for Life Surge is forty percent off now. So oh, if you man, still thinking you... about going? Okay, <laughs> I got two up. more, and we're done. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is, you're not doing well. So. I am tanking. <laughs> this is because I'm so, so cheap. I'm John Hagee, <laughs> famous author. Uh, in one of his books, like actually, there's two. But in one of his books, but two of them actually, he said things that didn't come true. Mm-hmm. How much can you get that book for?
1: <laughs> it should be free. It's still for sale. Uh, twenty five bucks. Three dollars and fifty nine
0: cents. <laughs> so it's on eBay. <laughs> no, no, it's it's on it's on some used bookstore. Oh so. man. All right. Mm. This is a what book cost more? I kissed dating goodbye, or I kissed I kissed dating goodbye. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I kiss dating goodbye should be out of print by now,
1: and it should be so. I'm going to go with that one. It's got to be more expensive because it's not in print anymore. I hope. Is that true?
0: Incorrect. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I think I because Josh, whatever his name is, yeah. still got to make money on his new books.
1: That's right. That, oh, I I kind of like misheard. It's I. I was thinking it was somebody's rebuttal, but it's him.
0: It's him it. writing his own book. Yeah, about yeah, he, he's got to make money. Or I that's survived. True. It's called I, I, survived. I survived. There you go. I All right, that's that what. Down. Yeah,
1: man. That well, just, you what, survived uh, that this hockey talk <laughs> in this game. That's just. You, I'm so out of touch with how much things cost because I'm just like,
0: don't buy it, yeah. Frugal uh, and it's just so. and like why would you why? and and okay last thought. There are people who don't tie up to the local church that spend money on these kind oh, of things yeah. and are uh, like, uh, can't uh, trust the church. And that's like,
1: right. What? You can trust that guy. You're hanging
0: out with Furtick behind. That
1: being the- <laughs> said, if you want a boggy talk meet and greet, yes, it happens every Sunday that's morning right. for yes. free. Yes, yes, yes. that's right. Just come and worship. Yes. Uh, uh, we will not sign anything because it's no, not. I won't. If we sign anything, it's not worth anything,
0: because uh, Jesus actually is our the identity. value goes down when I sign it. <laughs> that's so. true. Right.
1: Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in. If you've got questions for us to answer, please send them. Uh, We we, we do enjoy just asking things that people are thinking. Uh, So that helps us out. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.